Good afternoon and welcome back to Growing Together, <laughs> episode number nine. Today we have a really, really good friend and one of our small group leaders here at South Canyon Lutheran Church, Kim Tobin. Hello. How are you doing today, Kim? I'm doing well. Thank you for coming. Y gracias por la invitación hoy, mi hermano. <laughs> You're welcome. For those that didn't understand, that was like, thank you for inviting my friend. Well, brother. Brother. But yeah, you're welcome. I, I, as I told you before, I think you have a lot of things to share with young people. And like, I'm really happy that you're here. And also we're working together um, uh, with the youth group. I really appreciate your help. So thank you. Yes, so thank you. get let's get on on this and um, let's do it. So first of all, Kim, this space is uh, for you to share your spiritual journey, right? Mm -hmm. um, we know that like even one phrase, one something that one person would say to someone uh, will change the life of someone. So that's what we we have created this space. So tell us who's Kim Govan. How will people <laughs> describe you? Quirky. Okay. Very loyal, faithful. Mm-hmm fun over the top you have a lot of energy all the time that's that's something that i love about you you always willing to like do and help and and i think your faith is really really strong every time that i have seen you or have the opportunity to see you worshiping i think you really you really connect with god like so easily so like sometimes i even get like um jealous about that oh my gosh <laughs> it's just oh, it's just impressive you for, thank you for your um that's really sweet your vulnerability you know i didn't expect that at all so. it's, it's just amazing how how much or how easily you connect during the worship and and, and, and it's nice to to see your your passion for for uh god's word so thank you for sharing that with us well thank you i've actually had people um, other people say that to me too before they're like I love watching you worship I'm like how do you know that I'm worshiping and they're like I I don't know it's a blessing to them and mm -hmm. to God be the glory yeah it's yeah. my safe place that's my shelter that's that's where I go yeah that's that's nice <laughs> um Kim tell us about uh what you like to do during your free time or what you do uh for living what's what do you do I like to get out in nature. I love to hike. I like to write, and I like to read, and sleep. And sleep. <laughs> yeah. Where do you work? I work at Monument Health Rapid City Hospital as a nurse. Okay. And not who I am. It's what I do. And it's it. Um, I'm sure as a nurse you have seen like both side of the ropes, like miracles or like someone die. Yeah. Right. And uh, is that hard for you or that's been helpful to you? Don't worry. That's been helpful to you too, a stranger faith. No. How that works like in a hospital though? Is it hard? Yeah. No. Um, it's my calling, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, what specifically do you want to know about nurse? To me, honestly, um, it's it's a calling, but it's, it's also a job. I'm just going to be real. And sometimes it's really... I did give myself a pep talk mm -hmm. to go to work. Mm -hmm. yeah. Have you ever had the opportunity to share your faith with someone at, at, at like that is like like having struggles at the at, at the hospital or like did you just really use like nurse and that's all or like every day, every single day, 
I get to share and I do share and we have amazing connection and mm -hmm. I mean there's too many to speak of and so that's where the calling part for me comes mm -hmm. in. Um, just, <laughs> yeah, yeah no, every I... single day. I mean I, I work in my department. It's, I have the opportunity to be one-on-one -on -one with my patients for mm -hmm. one to two hours, sometimes even a little bit more. Mm -hmm. And I work in a pre-surgical department. We do their testing, like I'll do their EKG, draw their blood, get all kinds of bodily samples mm -hmm. um, to analyze. And then we get to the real stuff. We get to the teaching and the connecting, and that's where it all happens. Um, mm -hmm. I've had the chance to just listen, mm -hmm. which is, you know, put people into tears saying, nobody's ever listened to me before. I was just there. Mm -hmm. um, I've had the opportunity to just put my hands on somebody and pray for them and pray for healing and have them cry and say, I will never forget you for the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. But to me, that's just, that's my day. That's my yeah. daily living. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's the magic of like sharing um, what you love and like also have the, the opportunity to to share God's God's uh, good news, right? Yes. Um, Ooh, in those moments, it's the Holy Spirit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Comes on you, and you're like, oh, okay, here we yeah, go. Yeah. Let's do this. Yeah, you you feel you feel like it, it like you feel that fire in you of like I should say something. It's the fire. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. It's more for like. Sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, You're gonna do this. yeah, yeah. It's like a little push. Like I need you to help that person. Like yes. say something. Yeah, yes. right. Yes, and it is. It's the loving relationship here mm. with the spirit, knowing that you, it's not about it's not about you at that moment. Mm -hmm. It's about that person, and it's about God and and whatever is in you. You know, like the living water in you, the Holy Spirit in you flowing out at that moment and mm -hmm. going straight on to them and whatever happens between the Holy Spirit and them and that's it's never wrong mm -hmm. um, have I resisted yeah <laughs> it is hard it, you know, yes. yeah I'm sure but a lot of us have oh, resisted I wrestle, I wrestle yeah. all the time yeah I was like I don't want to God and he's like you're gonna do this this person needs to know yeah heaven on earth yeah. that's what it's all about yeah all those things that we pray you know our prayer that we so beautifully pray together so frequently mm -hmm. that's what he wants on earth as it is in heaven and that is the way to do it is to have this relationship with him be in tune with the spirit and and then finally be obedient mm -hmm. to the spirit and that's how did you say magic that's the magic yeah yeah that's the beauty that's the abundance yeah yeah that's like real living wow yeah, you're you're right. You're telling. I'm just like you, you, your words are like, even my, like, like you <laughs> well, know, like spirit is on me right now. I feel that, really that's hot perfect, like, in flesh, and that's what happens, and it's so good. That's, that's let it get I'm out. Like, let it get I'm out. Like, oh you know, um, tell us a, a little bit about your spiritual journey, um, Kim. Okay. Uh, who has been that person that was impactful for you? Okay. A really a turning point in my life was when I was doing counseling at Christian Life Ministries. Uh, my counselor Nick is the one who, like, he just took his sweet sister and turned her around and just pointed her. He just like 
let me go and things just started really changing from there. And what really changed is perspective for me. Mm -hmm. So it was the fall of 2014, I was doing this counseling and it's the first time that I ever talked about my relationship with my dad mm. or my father, you know, my, mm -hmm. my father here on earth. Mm -hmm. And I said, you know, I didn't really have a really close relationship mm -hmm. growing up, you know, with my father. Now I have five siblings, four siblings. Mm -hmm. So, okay, there's five of us all together. So please, please, I'm going to say this right now. This is my experience. This is not my siblings' experience. I'm only speaking about yeah. about mine. Um, I didn't have a bad relationship with my father. Um, it was just not really close. It seemed pretty distant. I mean, he was so faithful to provide for us financially. Mm -hmm. um, but I just really wasn't that close with him. Um, and then... Growing up, I was the recipient of terrible bullying. Um, I know it's it's really common. Uh, I don't. You'll see why I want to talk about this. I, I really. What's on my heart today mm -hmm. is girls. This yeah. one's for the girls right here. What I'm going to talk about. This is for the girls um, from one to ninety-two, and I want to talk about acceptance mm -hmm. and. If one person is blessed by this, then whoo, all this discomfort. <laughs> yes, yeah. all this like, woo, this fire in me is worth it. Um, yeah. So I was bullied. I moved here to Rapid City pretty young age, like second grade. And we, my twin, I have a twin sister. Mm -hmm. So I got to go through this with her. So it's pretty awesome. But still, um, it's my own experience. Um, I was you know, totally, what do you want to say, rejected because mm. of my skin. I know because um, it's really like too white. Okay. <laughs> and with white and pink or, you know, they would tell me, well, you're an albino or you have, you know, really white hair. And um, we were just really rejected and kind of outcasts at our first school here in mm -hmm. Rapid City, elementary school. Yeah. So my mom uh, wrote a letter and so we could be at a different school, which I loved it. I liked it better. But then as we, or as I, you know, grew up, I came into contact with people that, from all different walks of life, that would continually put me down. Mm -hmm. Like from literally my hair and it being thin or my eyebrows, I've heard my eyebrows are too thin or my ears are too small. My fingertips look like boxing gloves. Like, where is all of this coming mm -hmm, from? Mm -hmm. Or you're, you know, you're a heifer. Why do you have or, so much, like, yeah, hate yeah, yeah, inside yeah, yeah, of yeah. you? Yeah. Um, and being called heifer or, you know, comments about size. And, oh, that's, like, so important in today's world and this ridiculous social media. Mm -hmm. And, mm -hmm. you know, all the comparisons. And um, and the image that they put outside, right, for of social media, like how like a girl should look, or like yeah, 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 yeah. you know, like <laughs> all those things, and that's totally insane. I I, I think like that. It is. Um, I I am not against beauty enhancement or enhancing who you are, the real mm -hmm. you. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. But so back on track, I um, 
you know, even as an adult, <laughs> I thought the bullying would just go away after I grew up. Mm -hmm. Like I didn't have any more childhoods over, bullying's going to be over. But I actually had at one of my jobs um, an adult bully. It was wild. I don't really want to go into it, but I just went, man, bullying and rejection can last throughout your lifetime, mm -hmm. honestly. I even had, you know, an adult Christian woman and <laughs> love her so much. She's my friend. Just, an, you know, made an offhanded comment like, oh, poor Kimmy, you're so pale, you're so, mm. you know, pasty or whatever, mm -hmm. poor Kimmy, you poor thing, you. And I was like, okay. So I started thinking, all right, all these people from different parts of my life and different walks of life are kind of saying the same things, um, specifically in the form of physical put-downs. I started thinking, even knowing in my head, mm -hmm. knew in my head, God is perfect. He's holy. I'm his creation. He doesn't make junk. But somehow I started thinking, you know, he must have made a mistake. Hmm. Like there must be a flaw in his design when he made me. Mm -hmm. I mean, after all, you know, my mom didn't even know she was having twins till I was born. For real. Wow. Yeah, my sister was born and they're like... I think there's another one in there and here here I came mm. and my brother mean big brother was like oh that's the afterbirth <laughs> I know and my father my dad said no 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 she's the bonus but you know I was even thinking oh my gosh they didn't even know that I was there in the womb people didn't even know I was in the uh -huh. womb uh -huh. I was like what if it really was a mistake I surprised everybody I think maybe there's a flaw in the design. So I started believing that. So these experiences, coupled with my lack of relationship, you know, mm. with my father, mm -hmm. I, I started believing that. And then I translated this, I transferred this onto God. And I started believing that he was just more of a distant God. Mm. And when I was in counseling, Nick said, you know, Kim, he's your Abba. It's an Aramaic term that literally means daddy. And it's in the Bible, I think, three times. And I just started thinking and studying about Jesus in the garden, knowing <laughs> that he's about to face this death and this mm -hmm. crucifixion and mm -hmm. this rejection, being literally beat and despised, hated, and I started thinking about him in the garden, and he cries out, Abba, Father, let this cup pass from me. But then he went further, and he pressed into the pain, and he said, But nonetheless, not my will, but yours be done. And he did it. He drank the cup. And so this was in October of 2014 when I had this counseling. And then two weeks later after that session, you know, when he's like, he's your Abba. And it's not what, it's not, it, it's not like an earthly father. Mm -hmm. I went to California um, to visit my twin. And we went to church there probably a couple weeks later. 
and it was such a beautiful service and they had communion at the at the front like you just if you want communion you know they just do it a little differently there if you want communion you go down and you take it and then they had people standing there up at the front um you know if you wanted prayer <laughs> so i went down um you know, to the, my with my little son, my little boy and I, he was 17 months old, it was just the two of us. They went to California and I had him and I was like, let's go get communion, boy. And I walked by this girl on the way to communion, standing there up to pray. And do you know when you get that, that mm. Holy Spirit, that, ooh, that check in your spirit? Well, I had that when I walked by her and I looked at her and she looked at me and I was like, I'm coming here for communion. <laughs> so I took communion and then walked by this gal again. I was walking by her to go back to my seat. And she said, how can I pray for you? I said, well, hi. I uh, stopped by her and I said, oh, you know, I, can you just like pray for unity in my family or something like that? And she said, she put her hands like this and her hands were shaking. And she said this to me, you, are so wanted. You are so wanted. And my knees started shaking because I thought, what? Mm. This is a person who doesn't know me. I don't know her. I am across the country in California mm -hmm. at an altar I've never been to before, the church I've never been to before. And she put her hand on me and said, you have had so much rejection in your life. And he wants you. You're his. You are so wanted. And I just, it changed for me. And I realized that's our Abba. Mm -hmm. That's our God. He's so faithful. He's so faithful and so pursuant of us and loves us so much that he would take this girl who's believing lies mm -hmm. to a whole different place having somebody tell me how much he loves me and, and know all these things about me. There was a moment of release at that point. Yes. Yes. And what came from it was perspective. I had the perspective that, oh my gosh, I am wanted. I am his. And my father is not perfect. Nobody here on this earth <laughs> is perfect. And so the perspective that I got was that believing and knowing, and not only that, I had head knowledge. Mm. I finally just had it here. I had the experience of my daddy, my Abba holding me and telling me, not only that to vindicate me, but to have a right relationship with people mm -hmm. and share it and show him. That's what it was all about, bringing heaven on earth. And it was so beautiful. I know I've talked a lot, but... No, please. This is what I want to share with girls. Your experiences and the things that you believe uh, about yourself from, you know, from the experiences or from people telling you things can lead to improper and really inappropriate relationships. Mm. Um... You know, girls who don't know their fathers or maybe don't have a close relationship with their fathers. It's not all about the fathers, but mm -hmm. I just, you know, what I wanted to talk about t today was 
daddy, um, and, and even father figures. I mean, if you're going to be any kind of a father figure or a leader or <laughs> whatever, you're going to be mm -hmm. put in that position of, of like under the microscope and you're going to have to need, you know, you'll need forgiveness at some point. But, um, where do I want to go with this? For the girls, you, if you are uncertain or you don't know that you know that you know that you belong to him and you are wanted and you're desired, you'll make decisions that, you know, put you in some predicaments maybe. Mm. Um, you know, I wanted to, I decided that my comfort was, you know, inappropriate relationships with people, mm -hmm. specifically, you know, men growing up that ended up being very abusive to me. Um, which I thought I just deserved. I was like, oh yeah, mm -hmm. <laughs> it goes right. This is just par for the course, you know. I am I am flawed and God made a mistake in making me. So why wouldn't just one more person beat me down? Like mm -hmm. literally, physically beat me. Um, beat me down. Um, and, it's, and it becomes, you know, just a really vicious cycle. Um, and then, you know, you can find yourself hanging out with people who want to ingest or do things to numb the pain. Um, and I did that. I had some friends in college. I was in college and I was failing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh yeah. I don't even know. I should have been kicked out of my university actually. <laughs> oh, I should have. I had, um, failed probably five or six classes. I don't know. I went from honors to failing. Um, classes and then I applied for nursing school and honestly I don't know how I don't know it's that's only by the grace of God <laughs> they liked what I wrote and so I was accepted and here I am now um, but I was hanging around the wrong people mm -hmm. hanging around the wrong crowded which was just other hurting people mm -hmm. and we're all wounded and we're like licking our wounds together and making bad decisions together and getting into bad things and I ended up realizing that I didn't belong there either. You know, there was one night where they were um, wanting to do some drugs and I was there and I was like, well, sure, you know, because I want to um, be accepted. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I don't want to like be like dismissed <laughs> well, again from like well, people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they had like some special tool that they were using to, you know, for, for whatever route they wanted to ingest this drug and I couldn't figure it out. I didn't do it right. And so then I was like, oh. they were laughing at me and I was like so heartbroken. I was like, I don't fit in anywhere. I'm rejected mm -hmm. by the rejects. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was so, so heartbroken. And so what it took was somebody loving me who had a good relationship and the right perspective to share it with me yeah and i understood it and now we get to share it with others yeah and i'm so uncomfortable doing this today but and we appreciate that a lot i really appreciate what you're doing right now i want girls to know they're not defined by their bad decisions mm -hmm. they're not defined by their bad mistakes their bad relationships, mm -hmm. being scared and embarrassed and sh ashamed of abuse. Mm -hmm. 
to know that they have an Abba and he's perfect. And I pray that they experience him in whatever way that is specific to them. He, he will do it. Mm -hmm. If they seek him, though, they'll, they'll find him. But I just pray that maybe this can even just be a starting point for whoever it is. And I don't mean just young girls. I mean 1 to 92. What God did for me during COVID. <laughs> I am a person who is pretty introverted and I refresh really well um, being alone. Mm -hmm. So I had a lot of quiet time, but all this stuff, you know, from my childhood started bubbling up during that time and God was so faithful and just took me, you know, right through it. And if you can pause long enough just to be quiet, he will, you will find him. He will be right there to take you through it and hold your hand through it. You know, my father, he, he died March of 2019. And it was pretty unexpected. He was my dad was diagnosed with cancer. Um, and there was nothing they could do for him at that point. Mm -hmm. And so he was put on hospice. He bravely chose hospice. And we had 11 days with him. Mm -hmm. And in those 11 days, because I had the right perspective of really who I belonged to, mm -hmm. I was able just to lavish my love on my dad and I, you know, we washed his feet in the hospital and we anointed his head with oil, scratched his back, sang to him, sang over him. And you know, at some point when people are just in comfort care, which seems like a total joke, it, you know, as a nurse, I want to just prolong people's lives. That's what I spend my days doing. Mm -hmm. I spend my days trying to prolong their physical life and improve the quality of their life. And when somebody is on comfort care, wrapping your mind around that and um, it is definitely profound. It's difficult. Um, comfort care seems like anything but comfort. Mm. And so when my dad was, you know, pretty much not conscious, he was still alive, but he had slipped into, you know, a state of, of not being conscious. And here we are, we're still, you know, sleeping on the floor at the hospital and your body temperature, you know, just goes wacky. They're really cold and then they're hot. And so we're trying to put a fan on him and oh, now he's, now he's cold. So let's put a blanket on him. Oh, now he feels hot. Um, and we're trying to do all of these things that we think would help him be comfortable and help make him feel loved. And it got to be pretty exhausting. And the night before he died, I broke down. And I said, God, what if what I'm doing is not good enough? How do I know? What if he wants something? What if my dad is laying there and he wants something and we're not doing it? Mm -hmm. And he's so uncomfortable. What if I'm doing all the wrong things? And he said to me, my daughter, he called me daughter so clearly. He said, you are doing the best you can. Your dad knows that he loves you. Mm -hmm. The last 
the first conversation I had with my father, once we knew that he, like, this was the end of the road for him here on earth, I, we were thanking my dad for everything in the hospital, um, thanking him for, you know, all of the, all of the things that he had done. There was one day I came home from work, I mean, this was 10 years ago. He had surprised me, and I have this little planter box in my um, front yard, and he planted flowers for me. And I never told him thank you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I was, I think I was mad at him at the time for something, who knows. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't tell him, I didn't ever tell him thank you. But I loved those flowers, and I can see those flowers anytime I want to in that planter box. And he said, Dad, thank you so much for those flowers that you planted for me. They really blessed me all throughout the years. And he said, well, Kim, you're welcome. And he said, you know, kids, I did the best I could. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And so that night before he died, when I was breaking down, thinking, what if I failed? What if I didn't do the right thing? And God said that to me, my daughter, you did the best that you could. I understood it. We're all doing the best that we can. Mm -hmm. Wow. <laughs> I I mean I don't have words to like <laughs> to to. Maybe you're think, trailing off a little bit. No, I think I think everything like it's connected and related and like how that um, figure as a father. From God, yes, you know, and 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 also like you being thinking about you weren't enough at that time for your dad, like your your dad in Earth, right? But you were, you did everything, you forgive, you love at the end, like that's yes, that's the real like the real message, love and acceptance and. I said one like I said the person that is in front of you how it is and and love because at the at the eyes of God everybody is perfect. Everybody is. You know, God. Um, he was May third of twenty twenty. I have this notebook here and I always write down. I journal a lot. Mm -hmm. And he said, "Go to the water." Go to the to little creek, the bank on the creek. And he said, I want to write you a letter. I was like, how cool is that? So he wrote me a letter. He said, sit down. Put your feet in the creek and start writing. And he wrote, you're the reason I came. I love you with an everlasting love. I'm jealous for you. <laughs> That's what you said in the beginning. That's so funny. But he's, you know, you said, I'm jealous of your worship. But he said, I'm jealous for you. And he's jealous for all of us. He's like, I created you. I formed every inward part. And I knew your frame, even when it was hidden until the very time of birth. I made your skin white like a dove because it pleased me. I'm right here in the midst of your repentance. I'm right alongside you. With my right hand, I hold you. Though you slip. You will not plunder. You were created for my glory. Yes, believe it. And this is the best sentence that he wrote out of the whole letter. So he's loving me and he's like totally admonishing me and telling me all these things that are true about me. 
But this is the best sentence. It says, I love those who have persecuted you. Let them be. For vengeance is mine, and it is written to forgive, and I came for all. And so that is the beautiful perspective he wants us to have. Mm -hmm. So we can have, like, peace. Literally bring heaven to earth. Yeah. And have the best relationships with people and have it be so abundant. Wow. What, what, what a way to, to connect. It's, it's beautiful. If you don't mind, I would like to like take a copy of that, that letter. Yeah. At some point. Yes, absolutely. I, I think it's beautiful and, and I, I don't have words to, to say how, how much I'm glad you're here. Thank you. I'm no, you're, I know you're going to touch hearts. I know. I talk a lot. I know I do. I know. You can it. I appreciate it. They're going to appreciate it. Everybody's going to appreciate it. We love to have you here. We love that you are passionate about young people and you want to share how God has been with you and you want them to have the same experience with God and I think that's the most valuable thing. Mm -hmm. I want them to know that it's real. Mm -hmm. That having that experience and experiencing God, experiencing Jesus, you know, God, the Word made flesh is real. And I want them to have their experiences with Him because mm -hmm. it will be so beautiful and so personal and it's like Ooh. I know, I know, I know what you mean. Yeah, right? It's so woo-woo. <laughs> so before we, we, we live this beautiful uh, place and I think this, it's just, it's amazing how this project started and where we at right now. Yes. Like all the stories that we've been hearing from young people here and adults, I think like it's been really powerful so Kim like tell me uh, if you could if I could live your life for one day what would you surprise me the most and why okay what would surprise you the most uh -huh. is and how why? is how mundane my life is um. <laughs> I I don't believe that but if you're saying it's your life so tell well, me why like, um well because it's I'm simple, honestly, um, because I think people just get this idea that social media is really mm -hmm. <laughs> how it is, and it's really not, and my life is kind of boring and mundane and beautiful. That's what, yeah. that, I think that's what you'd probably be most surprised, is to be like, huh, she's pretty quiet, pretty yeah. simple, kind of boring. Perfect. Sometimes, you know, I know I'm always, I love to have fun. This may be yeah. thing, but that's it. Last one. Do you think younger you would be happy with what you have become? Absolutely. Why? Just for the reasons that I have talked about today. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because the younger me 
is coming to the light and having the realization and knowing and experiencing the truth. So it can never be wrong. So let, let me add something to that. So if you have the opportunity to see yourself again, the, young, the younger you, when everything starts to struggle, what would you say to that, to that camp? Not knowing everything, all the process, but you know that you need to go through that process. What would be those words for, for Kim? Just hang on to his garment. He's doing it. Just hang on. That's, <laughs> Seriously. That's just powerful, that's the, you know? That's what I do. When, oh, yeah, when and it sounds like, like, but I cannot hang on. Sometimes all you can on. do is like, you literally, sometimes I have to just crawl. And I literally just, I hold on. Mm -hmm. Hold on to his garment. Most of us are like white knuckling it anyway, trying to hold on to control for worldly mm -hmm. things. But when it comes down to it, and I'm really experiencing the pain, I mean, that's, that's the way through it. Mm -hmm. You have to name the pain, experience the pain, feel it all in order to, you know, start the healing process and get the right perspective. And that's, that's what I do. Just hang on to his garment, girl, mm -hmm. hang on. Wow. Thank you so much, Kim, for being yeah. here today. I really appreciate that. I was looking forward to have you here. I knew this was going to be amazing. Uh, I'm sure you're going to impact a lot of people out there. And um, for sure, the people that you're working right now at the Youth Group also appreciate yeah. you a lot. That's who's on my heart and mind for sure, mostly. Mm -hmm. Yes. Thank you so much. And guys, thank you for watching us today. And we'll see you next week. Amen.